Welcome everybody to another episode of Amplify Your Business. Today this is the third part in a three-part series down in the Dominican Republic in which we are talking to entrepreneurs, expats who have moved here, created incredible businesses for themselves. And with me today is Deidre Joko. Yes. Ah, I did it right. I did it right. Okay. So Deidre, where are you from originally? I'm originally from Massachusetts in the United States. Um, I came down here in the 90s to work in Santo Domingo. Um, and I just, the country got into my blood. Yeah. So some years later, 13 years ago, uh, we moved over here as a family and opened up Gordito's Fresh Mix. Which is where we're at right now. So this is Gordito's and this is incredible because I discovered this place about three years ago on a previous trip and it is the only place that had tacos and burritos and Tex-Mex and it was just so incredible. Um, so I hit the beach, which is just right over there, and then uh, do a little kite surfing, and then come in here and grab a bite to eat, which is just so filling and so delicious that I love the Tex Mex. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and the, the ingredients are just so fresh, too. Well, we have beautiful product to work with in this country. They grow amazing fruits and vegetables here. Um, we get our pork and our fish and our chicken all fresh here. Um, so a lot of times people say, how come everything tastes so fresh? Well. I get uh, vegetable delivery twice a day, not once a day. Um, the fish comes from about an hour away from here, Rio San Juan. It's fresh mahi mahi. We use between 60 to 100 pounds a day of fish. That's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> okay, so tell me about your experience though, because you said that you were working in Santo Domingo. Mm-hmm. And I think you said you've been in the hospitality industry for a long time. You're working at a casino there. Yeah, I was the director of operations at a large casino there. That was a bit of a step away because I had mostly been in the restaurant business. Yeah. Um, So when we came back here to Cabaretic, just because we wanted to live here, uh, we needed a way to stay. So we just looked for a niche that was available. There was nothing fast, quick, clean, fresh. Um, so we said, okay, let's try this. Yeah. Um, we can't get all the exact ingredients that you get in Mexico, so we call ourselves Fresh Mix um, because we get all the fresh food from here. Yeah. But it's quite a learning curve coming and opening a business in the Dominican Republic. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough to already have a great command of the language. My partner, Joe, wasn't quite there yet. And so it was a little more challenging for him, yeah. but now after all this time, um, he also speaks Spanish, and that's a big part of it, understanding the culture and speaking language. Yeah, well, completely, right? Because the people that you're hiring as well, I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. the Dominicans don't have a really strong command of English, right? Yeah. Just the very basics. And so, yeah, for you to be able to communicate to them and then your suppliers and everything else, that's right. pretty much a must, I would think. It, it, it really is a must. You can get away without it. Yeah. Um, my employees all speak English. They're so amazing because most of them are self-taught. Nice. They learned it hanging out on the beach or just being around... Some of them have taken classes, but um, mostly self-taught and really great. And they help me every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, in a Dominican language, the Spanish is a little bit different than what you see in Mexico as well, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah, they have their own um, words and they tend to cut words. So if I'm traveling to another Spanish-speaking country, people will say, well, where are you from? And I say I'm from the Dominican Republic, and they say, 
K-O-K, which is a very short version of what's going on. <laughs> but very specific to the DL. Yeah, yeah. So 13 years into this venture, yes. then, tell me about the, the ride so far. Mm -hmm. So 13 years, what has happened that has surprised you? What has happened that has been thrilling as well? You know, the whole thing has been quite right. Um, I think the biggest thing in coming here was finding out purveyors. It's not like North America where you can call Grand Western or Cisco and get everything delivered. Yeah. I have 21 different purveyors. Yeah. You know, someone for my tomatoes, I know my grower for my lettuce. So that was really interesting, um, challenging, yeah. but interesting because we got to see the actual farms and we got to know the people producing our food yeah so I think that was probably the biggest thing yeah um, also understanding the culture here and how employees want to work with guests here in this country yeah we're residents but we're allowed to be living here and we're very grateful for that yeah. um, a lot of people come and they want to change the way things are done um, and I have to say can't really do that. Yeah. You need to learn to work around it, yeah. and also to learn from it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to learn here. I mean, I think in North America we spend a lot of time um, seminars, books, how to live in the moment. Well, these people don't think about that down. Yeah. <laughs> and while that can be frustrating sometimes, yeah. um, I've also learned a lot. So, so what you reference is kind of the island time yes. and the timelines it takes to yes. get things done. I mean, and like. Simple things. Coca-Cola might come on the week and they don't have any Coca-Cola. Um, which seems odd, right? And at the beginning I would be angry and frustrated by that, but now I understand yeah. how things work here and you have to kind of go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to go with the flow. Yeah, so what about regulations and starting a business in the Dominican, a restaurant business? Yeah. Is there a bunch of regulatory hurdles you have to jump through or what does that look like? Like it certainly doesn't look anything like it does America. Yeah. Um, but there are rules. Um, you have to set up a corporation. We do have a Department of Health that does inspections. Okay. We have um, the Secretaria de Trabajo, which is like the in charge of the workers. Yeah. Um, everyone has to be registered. They have to be paid a certain amount. They have their social security. Um, so I tell people who are coming here, um, get yourself a good lawyer, yeah. a good accountant, and play by the rules yeah. because there are rules here yeah. and a lot of people try and skirt them but in the end you're going to find that that is a good thing and they're just doing things this way but I will say I wanted to open this business in South Florida and that probably would cost me about a quarter million dollars yeah. and it was much less expensive to set up the business here yeah yeah yeah, which is interesting, right? Because that is one of the things that we compare in terms of real estate yes. prices and so on, you know, the difference between North America and here. But I've never heard anybody really talk about it in terms of like the cost of setting the business there versus here. And so, yeah, the same kind of savings are there as yeah, well. Yeah, it is. We don't have here as many permits that you have to do and everything. Your establishment has to meet a certain code that you won't need. Um, but it's not all of the permits and applying for this and waiting for that. They actually, that is not on the island time. Yeah. It gets done a lot quicker. Oh, that's really interesting because, so I, I have uh, an acquaintance down in uh, Mexico who started a business down there 
And that's what they were saying, is that just the time for the paperwork to get processed was incredibly long. Yeah. Um, and so there was a lot of, you had to kind of grease the wheels yeah. of commerce to get it done. And so there was a lot of payoff that they had to do along the way, yeah. just to speed things up. And even that didn't make it very fast. Yeah, I think there's some of that when you're doing construction down here, yeah. but it doesn't really exist when you're opening a small business, like okay. a retail store or a restaurant. I know that they really struggle with it in construction, yeah. and there's a whole lot of rules that they have to follow, and it does take a lot of time. So, me as an entrepreneur, thinking about opening a business in a different country, um, especially developing countries, I often am concerned about corruption or you know people trying to take advantage of me because I'm a foreigner. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me about that. What was your experience there? So, I had um, a little bit of a leg up on that because I had already worked in the country for 10 years and running a casino is... You know, I really got to know how that all works. Um, So I made the choice not to get involved in that. I don't think it's prevalent for small businesses here. Um, But there were a few things, and I just said, no, I'm not going to do that because here's my correct papers. Here is my permission. Here is this. And so then you're not subject to that. Yeah. So knowledge is power, really, right? It is. And I think whatever country you're going to, if you have a good understanding of how the government works, yeah. and nowadays you can get that all off the internet, you can read a lot about other entrepreneurs who've been there before you. Um, but I think if you understand the culture and how their government works yeah. ahead of time, you're armed, you're prepared, yeah. and you're not going to fall into that trap. So what about, everybody always uh, talks a little bit about the gringo tax, right? That, there is a bit of that. Yeah, like so your suppliers, yeah. do they charge you a little more they than the do. guy down the street? Absolutely. That do. does happen. Um, a way I kind of get around that is I have a trustworthy employees, yeah. and I'll send them as my face. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I do think it's important, you know, if you can, as many Dominicans as you can here yep. is to your advantage yep. um, because they're working for you and they know people that you wouldn't otherwise know and they can say to you, hey, Donia, you're paying a lot more for that than you should. But there is a little bit of it that I think you can just accept. Yeah. As to doing a tax, um, let's just say the public transportation, it might be 50 pesos for one of my employees, it's 100 pesos for me. Well, yeah. I accept that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's still not a lot of money, right? Yeah. And and you're helping people out, you're helping the economy, mm-hmm. and as business owners ourselves, that's what it's about, is that cycling of the dollars through the economy that really helps everybody, right? It does help everybody. Yeah. And that's another thing, I mean, I think making a decision to give back to the community, I would say most of the small businesses here that are owned by expats, um, they make that decision that they're going to give back to the community in whatever way. There are large charities that you can be involved with, um, or you can kind of do your own thing. We do a little of both, but if that is something we want to do, yeah. and it's also, I think, brought us a lot of goodwill. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't cost a lot. I, yeah. I think you should do that in whatever country you're in, even your own country. <laughs> yeah. That's my philosophy. Yeah. But um, it doesn't cost a lot to make a big yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm curious about what advice you would give to other entrepreneurs 
who are expats wanting to set up a business here in the Dominican Republic, uh, regardless whether it's in the restaurant industry or some other industry, what advice would you give them if somebody said, hey, you know, I'd love to kind of do what you're doing? Yeah, um, spend some time here. Okay. You know, don't just come on vacation and say, wow, this is an amazing place. It's so lovely. I want to live here. I can open yeah. a business here. Yeah. Um, spend some time um, getting to know the community, both expat and Dominican. Yeah. Um, because if I had to rely solely on tourism, I, I wouldn't make it. Yeah. I also have to take into consideration the population that lives around me. And the Dominicans that come from Santo Domingo and Santiago. I mean, get to know it. And ask around, ask other people like myself. We do get a lot of people that come here and ask us questions. We're kind of the unofficial chamber of commerce here. Um, because it has been 13 years. Yeah. But we asked other people as well when we came. Yeah. And I think spending time in the community that you want to do business in. Uh, understanding what your employment pool is going to be because that can be challenging. Um, you know, you can teach people certain things, but you want to see can I get the kind of employees that I'm going to need? Yeah. Because you do have to have um, 90% Dominican employees. Oh, that's, a, that's a regulation. That's a regulation. And I think it's a great tool. Cool. Yeah. Um, also, as I said before, Good lawyer, good accountant, get to know the community, um, get to know who your employment pool is, but also, you know, relax. <laughs> Things are not going to be the way you're used to. Yeah. And I found that here, that what is that saying? You get more bees with money or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, that was hard. Uh, because I think in North America we're like, okay, let's do this. Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, yeah. you know, uh, save yourself some time on that and just get a little zen before you get in, <laughs> involved in the project <laughs> because you do have to make allowances. Yeah. And you have to change yourself. Don't yeah. think you need to change the country you're coming into. Yeah. Think about how you can change yourself. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. I think that's really wise words. So, in terms of yourself, is, is this the place where you're going to retire here, or are you going back to the States? I don't what, what think I happen? will go back to the U.S. Yeah. Um, I love everything about here. Yeah. Um, when people say, well, what's up? You must have something on the Congress. For me, it's just the driving. Yeah. I don't like to drive. Other people like it. It's like a video game. And I do enjoy like it. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. But for me, it's the only thing. So I would like to stay here. Yeah. Um, we've been doing this business 13 years. I'm 60 years old. Obviously, I'll want to retire at some point yeah. and do something maybe a little smaller. I'd spend half the year in the country and maybe half the year in Europe. I'm, I'm a little uh, leaning towards the right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm visiting there a lot, but I don't know what the and outs are of that government. Yeah. So I don't know what's next, but I do love it here. Yeah, no, yeah, really good. Okay, so if anybody's coming to Camerata, so this is just outside Puerto Plata. Um, uh, what is it about? Uh, 45 minutes? 45 minutes, Camerata. It's really not a lot. They have the kayaking and surfing and biking. There's so much here. Yeah, yeah, it's, really it's absolutely beautiful. And so, how do we find Gorditos? 
So luckily, there's only one road um, from Borda Plata all the way down to Nautila. Um, we're on the main road in Ocean Grand Plaza, which is at one of the few stoplights in town. Yep. I think there's one of two. six. There's well, there's six between Sosua and the end of Cabarete. Okay. Yep. But in Cabarete, it's the only one. It's the first one, I think, yeah. right? The first one? Hang yeah, on, hang on left. Light. Right there. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate taking the time today to share your story because I think there's a lot of people out there that really dream about yes. hiring a place like this and potentially moving a business here or starting a business here. And so it's just really interesting to hear how people have successfully done because I know myself there's a lot of fear and oh, of course because you're really yeah. jumping off a ledge when you do that yeah and then, then you have the language barrier and everything else right but it's possible people are coming here doing it without a huge command of the language I know you said that you developed that I did have a big command of the language but I think yeah. it's super important to be able to communicate yeah. in whatever language wherever you're yeah. going yeah. Um, at least you've got to yeah. So insert ad for Duolingo. Yes, Duolingo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, they need to sponsor. I think. But uh, anyway, thank you so much. I really appreciate so it. Much. I am going to cut this here and go have myself a taco because Great. the fish tacos here are like nobody else's fish tacos because this is fresh off the boat, like yes. hundred pounds a day we use, of yeah, fish. Yeah, like hundred pounds a day of fresh mahi mahi. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Okay. Great. Thank you so yeah. much. Thanks. So for those of you who really enjoyed this episode, we have two additional episodes with other entrepreneurs who came down to Dominican and have created businesses. Check them out in the links below or head over to amplifyyourbusiness.ca. That's where you're going to find the archive of all of our episodes, our local ones as well as our international ones. So thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time, have a prosperous day.